0: I <laughs>
1: think uh. <laughs> <Anyway. laughs> gun sure looks deadly, but it's not the least bit deadly unless I point it at someone and pull the trigger. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest.
0: Hey guys, just before the video starts, I wanted to announce that I have a merch store up with several different designs, including the channel logo, uh, as well as a few other designs that I designed for the store and so if you wanted to help support the show in an official capacity uh, i would suggest just going to the merch store and buying some merch i try to make it as cheap as possible uh, uh, for you guys and uh... i hope you guys enjoy it and i hope you guys enjoy the video thank you guys so much hello everybody and welcome back to repeal the twentieth century with me i have george leaf uh... would you like to introduce yourself
1: sure well my title is Director of Research at the James G. Martin Center for Academic Renewal, which is a small think tank located in Raleigh, North Carolina, and we focus on higher education. Mostly it's waste, folly, abuse, the lunacies that are taking place in higher education. We've been focusing on that since the founding of the the organization back in 1999, and I've been with it ever since then. Uh, Previously, I I went to law school and decided the legal profession was not only going to be my cup of tea. And then I went into teaching for about 10 years and came away with a fairly jaundiced view of what had become of higher education. It's only gotten much worse since the 1980s. And then I worked in state government in Michigan for a little while. And then, uh, starting in 1999, into the think tank business where I have been ever since.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I find that interesting, um, th- your experience with education, uh, particularly interesting in higher ed, because there is a lot of talk uh, in the past few years, it's it's been one of the biggest topics, I think, in uh, online spaces, uh, political spaces, and just in general, has been the whole issue of higher education. Um, but I think a lot of mainstream conservatives, uh, typically say that, uh, universities have only recently gone bad, but you, you, yeah, uh, yeah. you brunt you brunt that view because you mentioned, um, teaching in the eighties and it being bad. So I wanted to, to yes. talk about that, uh, start off with that a little bit with, you know, where, where is it that universe, where did universities start to really go wrong and, and what specifically is it that's going wrong
1: yeah good good questions i would put the the uh, the blame on the initial federal meddling into higher education under the constitution the federal government has absolutely no role whatsoever to play in any form of education but the government started messing around with education back with the g i bill following Uh, World War II and the idea was oh it'd be a great thing if we just got more of these people to go to college. One reason why a lot of people were thinking that is because they were assuming that there'd be massive unemployment following the war and they'd have to have something to do with all these people so let's just put them into college. Um, There was never really a good reason for the GI Bill and it, it didn't have the wonderful results that many people attribute to it. We'd never had any shortages of well-trained people in the past, and college uh, is neither necessary nor sufficient for becoming a well-trained professional in, in any field whatsoever. Nevertheless, that was the, the, the camel's nose under the tent, so to speak. Now, that didn't do too much damage. But then in 1965 Lyndon Johnson who was adamant about expanding the role of education decided we needed a higher education act and therefore it was passed in 1965 legislation that began the federal subsidization of higher education federal student aid grants and easy loans to students so they could go to college. And sure enough, before long, more and more people started going to college since there was this government money available to do so. The easy loans, the grants, a lot of people said, well, yeah, why don't we give college a chance? Now, college had never been particularly expensive, by the way, up until that time. But now that the federal government was uh, helping to subsidize it, colleges slowly realized they could increase tuition and spend more money and ever since then they have been increasing tuition and then of course the politicians say oh look how expensive college is getting we better become more generous with our the tuition aid so we have the 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 unpleasant situation of the uh, the dog chasing its tail so to speak more money for higher education leads to more tuition which leads the government to say we need to be more generous to subsidize it even further well one of the problems with, the, with the, the, the subsidies for higher education was that slowly but surely you got more and more students coming into college who would not previously have gone. Students who were kind of mediocre to weak in high school. But now that you had government money available, people said, well, let's give it a try. More and more students enrolled. And colleges figured out, well, we like these these uh, additional students, we like the revenue they're bringing in, and therefore, maybe we could ratchet down the standards a little bit so that they'll be happy and stay enrolled. Now, that, that coincides exactly with my experience. I, I, I taught at a small college starting in 1980, and I was at first rather shocked at the poor academic skills of many of the students. They didn't write well, they didn't read well, they didn't want to read. Uh, Many of them belonged back in about fourth or fifth grade rather than in college, given their, their level of academic ability. And they didn't really want to learn very much. They were just there to have fun, just there to get a credential, they, they thought they'd heard that having a degree was a great thing to have and they wanted one with as little effort as possible. Well that was a little bit disappointing. But then what I found out after a few years was that the administration of the school was completely on board with them. The idea was that, that the faculty was supposed to keep the students happy and those of us who graded rigorously were called on the carpet for having done so. Now well, that happened to me in 1989. Uh, I was told that I was being a, not being a good team player and that I should make my courses more user friendly, which meant water them down, inflate grades, keep the students happy. At that point, I decided I didn't want to do it anymore, and I found other, other things to keep myself busy. But that was a learning experience. The students weren't very good, and the administration was quite content to water standards down to keep them happy. Well, when I finally got back into higher education work about 10 years later and read books and papers galore, I found that many people had come to the same conclusion, that colleges were being flooded with weaker and weaker students who wanted easier and easier College experience, and therefore the colleges were uh, watering down the curricula, uh, inflating grades, and, uh, and, and increasing their their tuition. So we are spending more to get education less and less education.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think that what you bring up about kind of the, the, the students is, is an interesting one too because it's it's kind of like a multifaceted thing and almost a feedback loop with this kind of thing of more students um, makes universities want more students so they do whatever they can to, to, to decrease the standards and get more students in. And in my own experience in the college life there has been a lot of these students of, you know, why are they here? Why why yes. Why, why are they spending all this money to be here um, when what they're getting out of it is, is not what that $1,000 price tag, I think, uh, you know, can sometimes reward in the terms of, of, of career, um, but they're not getting that out of it.
1: And, yeah, uh, you, you, you're, you're quite right, Peyton. The, the idea took hold back eh, 25 years ago started to take hold that you just had to have a college degree if you're going to amount to anything in life and with more and more people getting college degrees employers realized that they could screen out people who didn't have them it was a good way to uh, uh, call the uh, the the workforce the uh, the applicants if you didn't have a college degree they weren't interested in you this the thinking was well if you didn't go to college you're probably not very not as well uh, equipped to work and you're probably not as trainable so you started to get what we call credential inflation colleges were putting out so many people that employers could say well jobs that used to uh, be filled by people with high school diplomas well we can we can now forget about them and just hire people with college degrees it'll look better H&R people said yes yes we want college educated people and so the labor force was tilted in favor of people who had college credentials and then more and more people said we've got to have college credentials and the government said we have to supply more college credentials so let's increase the the funding through uh, uh, the federal student aid programs it became a vast bloated mess uh, with more and more people uh, in school, more and more faculty, far more administrators. Administrative bloat really took off in the 1980s, 1990s, and all uh, the, the expenses far, far higher than it ever had been in the past. So we're spending much, much more, divorcing more resources, and getting much, much less educational value from it.
0: Yeah. And, and, and I think most people would would kind of agree but I think the interesting thing mostly here is is that a lot of people seemingly because you you started the timeline much farther back than I think most people would start it but but a lot of people in the mainstream would say it's only starting really soon. Why? Why do you think that is? Do you think there is something that specifically happened in the re um, the past few years that has really accelerated this process?
1: I think that people on the 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 right side of the political spectrum are focusing a lot on the the politicization, which has really taken hold of the last eh, fifteen years, is and be. It's been increasingly evident uh, year year in and year out. So they were focusing on on the politicization aspect. But the dumbing down started much, much earlier. The pressure to uh, eliminate difficult courses that used to be required used to have to have some serious college math, for example, and serious science. Well, those requirements have been largely eliminated because many students just don't like hard courses. Similarly, courses that required a lot of reading and serious writing of papers. Well, students rebel against that, and therefore uh, you find very few courses that require a lot of reading and a lot of writing any longer. Uh, what writing is required Taking taking things back to the the point I made earlier about the the weak writing ability of students. Well, students hate to write long papers, so they would start plagiarizing them. And initially, uh, under the the old standards, faculty members would discipline students who plagiarize. But then they started to say, "Well, it's not that bad. We can let it go. They're trying their best. Uh, they don't they don't know any better." So you've, you, you find lots and lots of students who are not doing much work at all. They don't do much reading. They plagiarize what they have to turn in. They don't have to take any hard courses. They're just in college to get a credential and have fun. There, there's a, you can't deny that college is a lot of fun for a lot of students. Uh, quite a few books have been written about that, by the way. There was one a few years ago uh, about the, uh, the Five-Year Party about how many students are just in, in school to have fun uh, and it usually takes them five years to get through get their degree and the degree usually is is of little or no benefit in the marketplace because it's just fluff most of what they've taken is fluff they haven't learned anything of any real value uh, which you know underscores my point that we're spending more and getting less and less value owing to government meddling A point that I'm sure Murray Rothbard would have agreed with 100%. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I I think you're completely right there. And I I think what has caused the, you know, focus on higher ed there is really the politicization, which really stepped up in the last few years. the last few years, but I was wondering if you thought that this politicization was downstream from the dumbing down, if it was like a, a prerequisite to this politicization and, and, and a necessary step for them to be able to essentially turn many colleges and, and college departments and courses into glorified, you know, re education camps.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, well put. Yeah, the two things happened simultaneously now I think the dumbing down started a little bit earlier uh, at least on on a, on a massive scale but politicization you know the left wing has always been interested in infiltrating higher education and lower education to implement its uh, its ideas to put its ideas into the minds of young people they've been doing that ever since you know, go go back to uh, uh, the early 20th century, you'll find, uh, progressives saying, uh, we can use, uh, government schooling to help, uh, help us inculcate our ideas in the minds of, of the students. There were professors, you know, back in the forties and fifties who would, they were more subtle back then, but they were intent on creating ideological clones of themselves. I think they've become more and more brazen in recent years. Uh, they've they figured out how much they can get away with and they keep pushing the envelope on that, which is why you now find, even in, in grade schools, you'll find the, the, the critical race theory ideas being uh, promulgated. And in higher education, there are lots and lots of professors who view themselves as change agents. All they're there for is not to impart knowledge, but to uh, instill a sense of grievance in students to keep them angry. Uh, they they really don't want well-educated people. They'd rather have angry people and they're they're turning them out.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I I I think that's exactly true, you know. I have I've seen it myself of of people who, you know, before going into college are very like politically neutral and then they come out these, you know, um you know radical left-wing agitators yeah. and and wanting to be involved even if their career path you know has nothing to do with politics yeah. you know I, I, I've seen people go in as STEM majors and come out as like political activists
1: yeah that that does happen and I think what's going on is that the politicization starts way back in grade school and, and ramps up through high school and you find a lot of students leaving high school who are already well inclined to left-wing activism the social justice warrior mentality and then in college what they succeed in doing is taking uh, many students who had the mild left-wing leanings and turning them into absolute radicals Uh, that's precisely what a lot of the professors have in mind they want radicalized students in in many of these so-called disciplines the studies the uh, the black studies the women's studies uh, what they're really interested in is not knowledge what they're interested in is instilling grievances in the students which they'll then take with them throughout the the rest of their lives Uh, and grievances that will make them easy marks for left-wing propaganda uh, to transform america as, as barack obama said we have to transform america well Young people who are poorly educated and have a lot of grievance in their uh, system are much more inclined to say, yes, 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 let's, let's transform America, let's, let's dump what remains of uh, laissez-faire and uh, limited government, and let's uh, toss over the Constitution, and we'll have a progressive, progressive government that will give us everything we want. That's happening at a rapid pace.
0: Yeah. And and I think it's only getting more rapid as you've mentioned that this isn't a edu- this problem isn't unique to higher education um and and I kind of wanted to ask though cuz I don't think you mentioned it is is the problem spilling into lower forms of education yes. such as grade school, high school, middle school did yes. this come before the dumbing down of higher education or do you think it's it's coming down from higher education and then spilling into um, the rest of uh, education
1: well hi- higher education has a lot to do with it because the people who become teachers almost always have to go through education schools and education schools were one of the the very first uh, elements in higher education that were taken over by the far left. The education schools are just hotbeds of uh, uh, political activism, and the students who go into education programs tend to be very weak academically, so they're they're easy marks for the the uh, the woke professors who want to make sure that, that all the teachers in America are as woke as they are, who hold the same, same view of America, that, that it's a bad place and has to be transformed. And so they're turning out lots and lots of teachers who are kind of clueless, but they believe the, what they've been told, that America is a bad place, our history is uh, shameful, and, and we, uh, we've got to do something about it through radical activism. So, so it has definitely filtered down from the education schools into k-12 and, and grade schools all those people were trained in, in education schools. Also a lot of the administrators were trained in education schools or well, I shouldn't say trained. there's really not much training involved but they were uh, they were steeped in, in the ideology of the left when they were in the in education school programs. So yeah that has a lot to do with it the high, higher education is really the the, the fountain that's uh, spilling out in into the rest of education in America with the terrible results.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and you know, as you as you said, it is very much a, a downstream from higher education, and um, I think that's a that's something we're going to have to deal with an in increasing intensity over the next few years. <clears throat> Uh, but I think the real question that a lot of people have on their minds when they hear just how bad it is is well how does it get better how do (laughs) we get better
1: yeah how does it get better well one tiny bit of good news is that college enrollments peaked oh eight years ago maybe even ten years ago and have been falling ever since falling slowly at first but somewhat more rapidly in the last couple of years and I think that is because an increasing number of people have figured out that the you, you, you have to get a college degree to amount to anything concept is mistaken. Lots of people uh, are successful without college degrees. And conversely, lots of people who have gotten those college degrees are just mired deeply in debt and are floundering around in low-paying jobs anyway. So that, that's, that's one good thing. Uh, you know, the market has a ten- tendency to correct its own mistakes, uh, e- even though the government's going to keep on subsidizing college. More and more people are saying it's not worth it. And that's, that is That is one good thing. Another good thing is I think more and more students are, are fleeing from wasteful programs that uh, – cost a lot of money and deliver little educational value and are looking for college programs that are actually useful. So the the, the trend line is away from these grievance studies, identity studies, sociology, the, the things that, that have been so, so, so thoroughly politicized. And more and more students are going into uh, college programs that, that – offer something of a, a career path they're going into accounting they're going into engineering they're going into uh well medical professions medical studies uh, so that's also a good thing shying away somewhat from the, the heavily politicized higher education that uh, the left wing has been so adamant to to build up mm-hmm. uh and there's some new colleges forming there's uh, the University of Austin in Texas a higher higher education as it used to be Uh, no politics just serious professors teaching students who who are actually serious about learning and I think we're gonna see more and more schools like that they're gonna be successful there'll be more schools that offer a non politicized curriculum and that'll be a, something of a counterweight to the terribly politicized schools that that, uh, that we have today. So those are some good trends.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think those are certainly some comforting things to people in my audience about this state of higher education, because I think when we uh, we have a tendency when we talk about you know everything that is is wrong with the state or everything that is wrong with what's going on with current society a lot of people fall into the trap of of well uh, I guess there's nothing to be done about it um but I- as you, as you said it seems with education that I- at least we're having some modicums of hope of of, of moving into the right direction and um I think that's a very comforting thought for most people.
1: Yeah, I don't want them to be too comfortable, but I'd like them <laughs> not to be not to be in despair either. The left wing tends to overplay its hand. It certainly did so with COVID, and now a lot of people have realized, yeah, the government's not our friend. The government's our enemy, and I think the same thing is is true with education. We're seeing that more at the the. Uh, the lower levels, the K-12 levels, with parents, uh, white parents, black parents, Hispanic parents, Asian parents, all kinds of parents, who are objecting to the fact that their kids are being forced to learn a lot of divisive and useless stuff in school. And then, of course, the the left-wing dominated school administrations have fought back and said, well, you're the problem. And that actually is a good thing because it, it woke even more people up to the fact that the schools have been taken over by people who are hostile to their their values, hostile to their kids uh, futures all, all because of politics people are starting to get get that in their heads now and and so i think they will have an exodus from from the government schooling system yay for that
0: mm-hmm. yeah no i i I think that we've kind of seen that trend um, not on a massive scale yet. as you said, you you don't want people to get too comfortable and and I agree with that sentiment. Um, you know there's always more to be done. Um, but there's always nothing there's always never not something we can do. Um, right, but but yeah, I uh, I've seen you know <laughs> statistics for homeschooling. I've seen statistics for people going into trade schools, and these things have increased and and, and um, at a very um, at a rate that I think is 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 positive and uh, can give some modicum hope on this issue. Um, but I wanted to ask further about kind of getting into a little bit more into the nitty-gritty of where this kind of goes next with with all of this. Where do you think is the next stage? Do you think there's any way that, you know, the left may respond to these kind of um, incentives and try to, you know, get people back into this apparatus? And, and what do you think that might look like?
1: Yeah, yeah, That, that, that that's a worrisome prospect. Presently, I I think they have to accept the leakage. That's that's, that's the way they look at it, the leakage. Um, More and more families leaving uh, the government's K-12 system. They're they're angry about it. There's nothing they can do about it right now. What I'm afraid that they will try to do is to stop the leakage um, through legislation. They will mandate that that students must go to government schools you know they tried that way back in the 1920s in oregon uh, was the one state that passed a, a law and saying everyone must go to public schools now that was struck down by the supreme court i wouldn't be too surprised though if you don't see at least in some states uh, that are thoroughly blue they'll try to do the same thing they'll try to stop the exodus from the government schooling system by saying you 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 can't you can't do homeschooling you can't do private schooling we're gonna compel you to go to government schools yeah they'll try that Uh, and the harder they try I think the the more it'll it'll cause a divide in society Uh, might be actually a, a helpful thing if they tried and that would just uh, tip their hand even more that they're just authoritarians who are in, in, insistent that people do things their way and they don't really care about the well-being of the ordinary person
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I would I would not be surprised to see uh, see the left attempt to use its political power to try to stop the the exodus and force more people to back where they think they need to be uh, listening to left-wing college professors and left-wing teachers
0: mm-hmm. yeah i i think you're completely right on that and um and i think that that is a a thing to that the right should be looking out for is um them responding with with pushback and trying to uh you know come back with um uh, Try to push back everyone back into that system but
1: yeah they they love to they'd love to eliminate homeschooling for instance which is really growing rapidly especially since covid uh the 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 teachers unions and the left-wing politicians would dearly love to to uh make those those people go back where they think they need to be listening to left-wing politicians left-wing propaganda uh, about, uh, about about the economy, about history, about philosophy. This whole idea of homeschooling. Gee, imagine the, the kind of thing that students won't be hearing in homes. Then the, the, the books that they might be reading instead of the approved narratives about American history and capitalism and so forth. So, yeah, I, I, I think they will try their darndest to uh, make people go back to government schooling.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I I I th- I think you're right about that and um so I think that's that's one of the big issues on education is is making sure that doesn't happen and um but I I have very much appreciated your insight and um I wanted to kind of wrap up now and and give you the time to promote your <laughs> things to my audience. Um anything you have going on or, or anything Well, yes. They'll...
1: Yeah, thanks Peyton. Uh, well, first of all, I'd like to suggest that if you're really concerned about what's going on in higher education, uh, try the James G. Martin Center for Academic Renewal. You can find, find us on the Internet, uh, jamesgmartin.center, and you'll find that we publish several times a week interesting commentary on what's, what's happening in higher education. We write some of the pieces ourselves. Many of the pieces are, guests written by professors who are tearing their hair out with the situation that they're facing. So please uh, check out the James G. Martin Center. Also, I'd like to mention that I have recently written my, my first novel, and after doing nothing but writing about public policy stuff for pretty much my whole adult life, I decided to try writing fiction back in 2020 inspired by the looming election and the uh, the chatter amongst the left-wingers about what they were going to do when they got complete power, which was a frightening notion. So I came up with the idea for a an anti-progressive novel. Well, that novel was published a few months ago. It's titled The Awakening of Jennifer Van Arsdale, and it's gotten a lot of excellent reviews i pack into it a lot of my thinking about what's gone wrong with education in america and a lot of my own college lessons to students about economics about philosophy about history about public choice so if you'd like a fun fast uh fast-paced read uh, that stomps all over progressive theory try my book the awakening of jennifer van arsdale you can if you Google that, you'll find it's available on Amazon, available at Barnes and Noble. Uh, try it; you'll like it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and I, I full well uh, recommend that reading to people. Um, while I'm not a huge fiction reader myself, I know there's a big crave for fiction reading that is uh, from a right-wing and libertarian perspective. So uh, I, I definitely applaud that uh, that effort. Um, well, I went-
1: I'll, I'll- let me also mention, Peyton, that I, I happen to work into the book: uh, Ludwig von Mises, Murray Rothbard, uh, F.A. Hayek, uh, Henry Hazlitt. They're all all mentioned in the book. So uh, it, it's 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 fiction, but there's there's a lot of tie back to reality.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's 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 really great, and. I think that that does a lot, just even mentioning these people uh, um, wherever we can, uh, does a lot to pique interest into these ideas. So I I thank you for that. And I also want to thank you for coming on and uh, talking about this issue with me, and uh, I hope you have a wonderful day.
1: Well, thanks a lot, Peyton. It was a pleasure. Yes. We must stop the terror. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank you. Now watch this drive.